This meeting is now being recorded. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Sean McCreary, Portfolio Manager for First United Wealth Management. Welcome to uh, really the first in our series of What Matters Most podcasts, a little to change from What Matters Most client calls. This morning, we will be covering matters of interest regarding the investment markets and the related economic environment impacting those markets. Before we get started, I would like to cover some housekeeping items. First, we will allow time for questions at the end of the podcast. At that time, we will unmute line so that you can ask your questions. Secondly, this call will be recorded and posted to our website at www.trustandinvestments.com later this morning. So as we get started, first, I'd just really like to update everyone on how the economy and the financial markets have fared since our last call in May. Markets have continued the strength that we saw in the beginning of the year, year-to-date, the S&P 500, is up just slightly above 17.5%, including dividends. What has been surprising is that originally sparked, uh, is what originally sparked this rally in November of 2016, the election of President Trump and the hope for reduced taxes and less regulation hasn't really taken place. Yet, markets really continued their ascent. Markets have been able to do this due to double-digit earnings growth by U.S. companies, earnings growth, <clears throat> even stronger earnings growth overseas from both developed and emerging market companies, and unified global economic growth. Because of the earnings and economic strength, markets have been able to really overlook a host of events and happenings that would typically derail a positive market. Escalating rhetoric between leaders in the U.S. and North Korea have continued to attract headlines, Natural disasters, including hurricanes in the U.S., earthquakes in Mexico, and typhoons in Asia, have made investors sort through economic impacts, but really didn't hinder the markets from moving upwards. Meanwhile, political letdowns, whether it has been stalled Brexit negotiations or repeated legislative failures here in the U.S., disappointed investors, but markets have become more accustomed to many of the political failures, and economic data remained positive, so markets remained calm and, and really grinded higher throughout the summer and into fall. The positive economic data that investors concentrated on was widespread. Uh, global purchasing managed indices, which is where they go out and survey the actual managers who do the ordering for companies in multiple industries, indicated solid growth and actually in true growth in, in all major economies around the globe while already healthy earnings expectations continue to be outpaced by actual results. Overall, business and consumer confidence has remained high and unemployment continued to remain near all-time lows. Meanwhile, inflation remains nearly non-existent. Uh, Year-over-year price increases remain below the 2% central bank target across most major economies and don't seem to be gaining much traction, perplexing most economists economists as there really no inflation remains. So long as inflation remains tame, central banks bankers can take a slow and steady approach to removing the commentative monetary policy uh, that we've kind of become accustomed to around the globe, allowing the current economic expansion to have more more room to run. Now that kind of brings us up uh, to today's market. Now going forward our our optimism is somewhat restrained higher equity valuations and the absence of a significant market correction for quite some time uh, make us really more cautious now. The unwinding 
of a global central bank balance sheet expansion began last month with the Federal Reserve beginning to allow Treasury maturities to take place without replacement, uh, starting the shrinking of, of their balance sheet. This transition of monetary policy will be fairly significant uh, change for the markets and is likely to create market volatility, not only in equity markets, but also the bond markets. Uh, global economic growth does remain strong, though. Back-to-back quarters of 3% growth, even with the disruptions from hurricane, from the two hurricanes, indicates that the U.S. is on a very strong footing. And that rebuilding process uh, after those natural disasters will help growth in quarters uh, going forward, most likely in the fourth quarter and first quarter of next year. Even though we typically talk about events in Washington not really helping the markets, Tax reform um, is a critical win that the Republicans need, uh, and the markets would get a boost if it is able to uh, to make it through Congress. Uh, most of the market is in more of a wait-and-see mode on this, um, but we do expect uh, if, if there is a positive outcome, uh, that to be kind of gradually priced uh, in through the fourth quarter and, and first quarter of next year as important milestones and side agreements are, are obviously announced after that. that uh, eventually gets through. Uh, tax reform obviously would be a, a very big boost through the end of the year and into 2018, but even without that, 2018 should be a positive year. The global economic growth and earnings growth that we've seen this year should continue into next year as and unemployment really remains low and job opportunities are abundant. Uh, this will allow uh, the new Fed president to continue the tightening process and other central banks presidents around the globe really to begin their tightening process in 2018. Overall, though, we don't see any risk of recession in 2018. I think strong earnings and economic growth domestically and overseas should really continue. Now, at this time, we'll open up the lines for questions. If you have any questions now, please press star six uh, to unmute your phone and, and, and state your name. Are there any questions? Well, while we're waiting for some questions, um, I'll, I'll kind of get into uh, something that we've gotten a few questions about, um, but I, I think the topic, the, the markets uh, actually quickly quickly came past, um, and that is um, that the White House has settled on a new Fed president. Uh, his name is Jerome Powell, and he will be the, the uh, is the choice for by the president to lead the U.S. Federal Reserve. Uh, this nomination should earn support from the U.S. Senate, which it has to go through, uh, because they did confirm Mr. Powell as the governor of the Federal Reserve System in 2012. During his five years at the Fed, Powell hasn't really expressed any strong views on monetary policy. He has never dissented from an interest rate decision, and his public remarks on the economy and inflation have not really staked out fresh ground. On this basis, we really don't expect any changes to the trajectory of the U.S. interest rates uh, upon this transition that takes place next February. Uh, the Fed's balance sheet reduction program, which, like, like I said, commenced last month, is designed to proceed without much intervention, um, barring something obviously unforeseen as they continue to monitor the economy. Uh, it is unlikely that this carefully laid out plan they came came up with will be modified much. 
Uh, Powell will become the first Fed chair without a PhD in economics in three decades. Uh, really don't see this as a liability. There are plenty of classically trained economists on the Fed staff and throughout the Federal Reserve System. Uh, financial conditions have become an increasingly prominent consideration for central bankers since 2008 financial crisis, and, and Powell's experience with markets will continue to be a value of the Fed's discussions. Uh, one thing, Powell is is very close to uh, Randall Corey's Corals, uh, who was recently confirmed as the Fed's vice chairman for supervision. Together, um, they these two will likely seek kind of right size supervision of the financial system. Um, our view is that some post-crisis regulation is in need of reevaluation. Um, portions of the Dodd-Frank Act, um, such as the Volcker Rule, uh, which have been difficult to implement and have had really very little impact on the financial stability. Uh, other uh, Others, like high capital standards for banks, have been more effective and should be sustained. Um, the other thing that could be interesting is should Janet Yellen opt to leave the Fed board when her term as chair concludes there will be four openings to fill. Uh, new appointments will certainly contribute to the institution's monetary philosophy, uh, but it is worth noting the Fed's constitution is filled with a lot of checks and balances that really limit the potential for radical change. Uh, the staff is very, very, very influential, as are the district presidents. And if the Fed loses control of inflation, the bond markets will certainly, certainly express their displeasure. Uh, on a bright side, Powell will really take the helm and made an odd combination of circumstances. That strong growth that we talked about and low on low employment, uh, low unemployment and quiet inflation. Um, he may be called upon somewhat to react to a significant fiscal stimulus if, uh, obviously if the tax, uh, tax policy passes in Congress. Um, and he may have to confront risks to financial stability as asset prices continue to go upwards. But overall, we, uh, this is, uh, we think this is a good pick, uh, for the, the head of the Federal Reserve and we don't think there will be any real big, uh, financial market disruptions because of it. Any other questions, uh, today on today's podcast? Alright, well if there are no further discussions, we'll conclude today's session again. Uh, today's call will be replayed Starting later today at our website, www.trustandinvestments.com. Uh, thank everyone uh, for listening, and everyone have a great day. Thank you.